Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 221 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful thursday of bets also known as february the 10th 2022 so you don't have to check your calendars out there for the first time today can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by dive into probably about 50 60 70 100 different rabbit holes here today you know the drill but before we can do that we need you kind folks out there too smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on if you're watching on youtube hey you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping like the wise words podcast featuring jeff dawson uh, volume two for the second time yesterday drop 12 p.m central standard time make sure you check that out or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms make sure you hit that like button that follow button there so you never miss any of our additional social media content or if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory make sure you hit that subscribe button there too as we do release the audio of every live show after each episode is complete next time up on the docket if you could be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show hey hit that other like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live, you know we love to connect with you live on the show as I take out my funny bone here this morning. Hey, maybe uh, hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people who live on the opposite side of the damn globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because you know by now that's what we are here at the TTL pod. We can't thank you enough when you do all those things. only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least... Head on over down there to this episode's description where you will locate the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, Joining us for episode number 221, I am your humbled, honored, hyped, and always handicapping host, Colton, Captain Colt Sroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by, hang out with me and my partner, dive into those aforementioned rabbit holes, and most importantly, get some picks, get some insights, get some analysis, and bankrupt every damn book on the marketplace. You thought we were doing something else? You thought there was going to be another agenda here on today's show? You're out of your damn mind. You are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You better get with it, folks. It is ticket cash in time. 
you know the vibes I'm bringing down. Nothing but good energy. Seems like there's a lot of negativity and toxicity out there in this world today. So I say, fuck that shit. I'm bringing all the goodness your way. So, we'll see what my partner's bringing. I tend to think he's probably on the same wavelength. Maybe just not as high. You know, I, I'm kind of the yin to his yang in some situations. But, with that all being said, my friends, help me welcome in for the day. The man. The myth. The degenerate gambling legend himself. And the TTL crew's resident Southsider and Cheesehead Faithful himself, Mr. Riley, R. Max, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Dude, I am doing absolutely fantastic. I uh, that intro got me uh, ready to run through a damn brick wall, dude. I, uh, you know, was feeling a little sleepy on this Thursday morning, if I'm being so honest, dude. And uh, that honestly did it for me. I don't know what the hell I just knocked over over here on my side of things, but uh, either way, I got the energy flowing now, Come dude. On. I'm feeling good. How uh, aside from the energy wise, how are things over there? Spectacular, my friend. T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C. If I was any better, I'd be twins on this side of the camera, my friend. Yeah, dude, I'm just seeing a lot of negativity and a lot of bullshit and a lot of just stuff going on today. And I said, you know what? Because to, to, to be honest with you, maybe I got up on a, a little bit of the wrong side of the bed. I don't want to say wrong side of the bed. Maybe a little sleepy, just a little this, a little that. But I said, no, 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 no. That ain't what I do. I ain't coming to this show with none of that bullshit. I'm coming with nothing but good vibes. And if I got to crank it up to 10, hey, here we go. Bright eyes, big smiles. That's all I'm bringing here today. So, first things first, we got the... Uh, Got a little recapping to do, all right? Then we'll talk about the show. We'll do a little more rabbit hole diving. But for now, a firmly affix your rabbit hole diving shorts today, my friends. I promise you, you're going to need them on. But first things first, a bit of a weird day for the TTL crew yesterday. Um, It seems like I get hot, partner goes a little bit cold. it's It's been back and forth this week. But as always, we won't hide them from you. We won't run from them. The TTL Crew's Best Bets of the Day from February the 9th, 2022. If I do remember, yeah, we were a little bit off there, so let me move us around. Here we go. All right, partner. Next to my dome piece up here, we see a 0-1-1 day for me, my friend. That Georgia Tech game absolutely Uh, uh, kicked you right in the teeth, my friend. I don't know. Maybe I said it on yesterday's show. I said I'm done with the ACC. Maybe hopefully you are too as well, my friend. I, hey, myself, I needed the one final Clemson kick in the nuts, and I think hopefully this might have been yours. And then I want to hear your thoughts on that as well as uh, Golden State Warriors CLV Trophy of the Year, my friend. What the hell happened? Uh, I, where do I start? First of all, I mean Georgia Tech. Uh, what well, you? Oh, we, we talked oh, for a second. We oh, talked to each other and said, "Hey, Georgia Tech up by 12 first half. Here we go." Yeah. And then uh, an absolute collapse. Hanging with them through most yeah. of the second half too. And then an absolute collapse, dude. Could have been worse. Terrible. They were doing. I really thought. Uh, I don't know if you anyone watched, but Miami was doing a little like 20 seconds dribbling out the clock. Their guard kept like flirting with going at the basket and it's just like fuck you stop stop mm-hmm. it one of those and then mm-hmm. um, as far as the warriors man i apparently i just need to i i've been saying be tentative tread lightly on the nba and apparently i'm not listening enough to my own advice so ah. uh that's where i stand there they started up 13 nothing i mm-hmm. went away to mm-hmm. do a few other mm-hmm. things next thing i know it's about 100 to 72 so mm-hmm. i'm out of the nba for the rest of the week hopefully uh once we get through the trade deadline and everything else we'll be back to uh business as usual on that sure. side of things my friend 
I can't blame you uh, on either one of your picks, my friends. I told you uh, pre-show to, hey, be tentative on those Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, man. That ACC has been kicking me in the teeth, and I think that's just kind of what the ACC and the Pac-12 are going to be. So those are my two conferences. I always say stay away, but I backed you 100% on the Warriors, even with the drop down to plus one and a half. I truly believe the NBA is just absolutely disgusting right now. That's why I haven't got heavily involved for about a month, and people have been calling me crazy for not doing it, and there's just no damn reason unless you see some real good value on a prop. But... I digress. I went 2-1 and one yesterday. Solid day for your boy. Um, not too shabby. Old George Mason, nice and sweaty OT. That's what I was expecting from that one, especially um, with how the last game ended. And I was expecting that from Rutgers as well. Yeah. I was not expecting to go into those games. And, oh, this is just going to be nice and easy. Like, I was fully anticipating <laughs> the games that we saw. Was not anticipating the fucking over in Xavier and Seton Hall. Had an 80% chance of covering the under with about a minute and two seconds left in that game. It's like 67-61, and it steamed over. Couldn't even believe that that Not happened. Yet. Lost my mind. So Mr. Clean Sweep is what it is. So whatsoever. Me and Mags, hey, maybe we start putting those out. Me and Mags put together a little parlay courtesy of my college basketball mm. blog. Mm. Hey, it pays to read the board report. Put it together. A uh, little 250 sprinkle. One of the uh, one of the lines voided. It was Tennessee and Mississippi State. It, it voided because it pushed at 135. Every other one right. hit. It was an eight-leg parlay. So seven hit, and we hit 250 for, it was like two bills, I think. It was like, let's fucking go. So we'll keep on those lines, dude. We'll Can't keep complain. moving. So my whole my whole uh, idea of filling the bankroll in order to be able to heavily bet the Super Bowl props has come to fruition yet again. The power of speaking things into existence, my friends. Well, didn't work this time around. We talked about Tulane uh, winning that game potentially outright. And boy, oh boy, what a kick in the clams that was. Probably the worst beat that the TTL crew has taken all year. I oh, tweeted dude. about it this morning uh, from the TTL page. Saw you If you guys saw that stuff on there, if you don't, go watch the video. Goodness gracious, all Friday. And then it just so happens each one of the losing plays on the parlay pop off. So we go over three. So... There you go. There you have it. Moneyline Dice go one and one. Uh, Cal took care of business in Oregon State, but the over was nowhere to be found. So there you go. There you have it, my friends. Still in the green overall. Um, nothing too terrible. It's all right. You had the, uh, the whew, your shoulder's pretty heavy, the show on your back yesterday or two days ago. I had it yesterday. It's all good. No problem. Now, hey. now this Thursday, we share in the burden. Hey, hey, I got you, bro. I go, oh, fuck. Little Let's get this okay. figured out there, yeah? Hey, yeah, 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 dude, 100%. <laughs> I, I, share, I share in the burden today, okay? And, and, and we're going to carry this load of bankrupting the books up this steep hill together, all right? So, 100%. Hey. Let me actually go ahead. We got. In addition to uh, building a bankroll for a Super Bowl, uh, you've still been sitting on that Aaron Rodgers MVP ticket? Uh, yes, I have. NFL honors are tonight is the only reason I ask because I got uh, a little sprinkle myself uh, that I've been holding on to. Okay, well we could have some a lot of fun. I when my bankroll was really 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 low back then, Sorry. so I did like dollars and two dollars and three dollars and it's I, I, yeah it's not one. gonna be shit. Like I don't even remember what I did, but like I tracked him. So I'm kind of worried about that because all my action, like I tracked him back in August for like a unit and quarter unit and this right. and that, like whatever the fuck I was thinking at that point. And I'm like. Well, fuck, I'm up to 25 and 50s now. Like, I don't want to be fucking like, oh, shit, that's fucking me. Oh, no. So I I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, it's a good thing you reminded me of that. I forgot I had all those. Fuck, those are all sitting out there also. I got a bunch of guys. I still got Jamar potentially. Like, oh, we got a lot, oh, yeah. lot of fucking tickets to cash. But, okay, I just updated the little money line dice action as well. All right. Um, Outside of that, 
One of the weirdest college basketball boards we've seen this entire season, my man. Um, I said it actually this past Saturday, this exact thing, and I think this one takes the cake, man. Mid-major central, mm-hmm. I knew you wouldn't like this one a whole bunch with just how much mid-major there is on it. And even I don't really like it with how much mid-major there is. There's a lot of weird matchups, and there's matchups that I think should this should exactly what should happen, but it's just like, man, these lines are damn perfect. I just I can't find the edge with where these lines are, but... Nonetheless, I still got two plays, both mid-major plays. I absolutely love them. My partner's only got one, the Big Ten homer himself. You better believe he's taking it from there. There's our two Big Ten games on tap, so you're going to have to uh, wait a little while to see. Then we'll do the board bender parlay. We got uh, four legs on that bad boy, paying out at over 12 to 1 odds, my friends. Uh, so stick around for that bad boy. We'll recap all of that nonsense. And then once we get through that, we'll do the Moneyline Dice Roller Day. We got the Grand Canyon Antelopes against the Utah Valley Wolverines. I mean, if I've ever seen a true coin flip on a college basketball slate, this is the game. So stick around for the Moneyline Dice Roll. And then that, as always, kind of uh, opens the floodgates on the nonsense, if you will, and uh, gets us into the second half of the show. Mag sidebar, a little bit of crew banter. We'll uh, get in the latest and greatest breaking news, sports and gambling world. TTL announcements, motivation minutes, a little bit more positivity, motivation, and energy if you needed it. And then we'll go on, get on up, and get on out. Partner, anything I uh, missed? Deliberated? I'm, I got the vibes fucking flowing today, pal. What? Oh. Uh, anything I didn't uh, didn't didn't discuss there, pal? Uh, cross our fingers. Uh, it's trade deadline day, dude. We gotta be getting some type of I don't know, major deal or whatnot. Uh, I would hope so. That, I would hope so too. I hey, alright, we gotta get R- something. R.I.P. to our man Ben Scott Stevens, man. He uh he got blocked by uh by oh, old Woj, man. Ah, sh- <laughs> hey, T's and P's, man. T's and P's, Benny. Ah, what a random. I know. What a what a person to block. What a random person to be blocked by. What a random block. Just the most awkward thing ever. But hey, that's neither here nor there. I just wanted to offer my condolences because I, I understand how it can be. One more final bit of business here, my friends, before we get into the meat of it. Please, lift your mugs up high. Tell me. Do you? No, you gorgeous people out there sipping the black licks of the gods. I don't care what time it is. <laughs> Just take your sip and we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Come on! Ow. It's showtime. It's ready for a good old shootout at the, the, the old K Corral. So without further ado, my friends. You better strap in because the rocket is about to take off of the landing pad. It is time for the first segment of the day. Our mags best bets of the day. He flips to the opposite side of the screen as to say, hey, this man is the one that's about to talk. And without further ado, as he gets much bigger, <laughs> partner, let him rip. Let him have it. And as always, holy shit, <laughs> you have the floor. My man. Okay, you already mentioned I am going to the Big Ten on this uh, on in this matchup here. Uh, <laughs> only question I have for you are Big Ten unders back? Are oh, Big Ten unders they're back? so back. They're so fucking back. It may not be college football season, but they are so back. They are, at, at least for this week, they are fucking back here. Uh, you're right. Not quite football type back. Big Ten football unders is a different story. Okay, but, okay, okay, okay. but 
I do believe we have some value here today, partner. Iowa, Maryland is where I'm going. Didn't want to touch that Purdue Michigan game, honestly. Mm, I've been staying mm. a little far away from Michigan games just in general. Mm. Honestly, gun to my head, I think that one goes under two. Big Ten unders are back, period, period. Uh, but as far as this one is concerned, we are in Maryland for this one, partner. Uh, mm. Maryland, 65 points per game allowed at home. Uh, about a 10 per, uh, not 10%, 10 point difference than, uh, than on the road for them. They have mm. averaged about 75 allowed on the road. And they've given up 70 or less in every home game at Maryland since November. And I believe it was like 71 to one of your favorites, George Mason, back in early November. Uh, I don't think they, I I guess I kind of stopped right there, but I think 71 is the highest they've allowed here. And um, 70 is the max for Big Ten play as well there in Maryland. And believe it or not, they've also scored less at home than on the road. Oddly enough, have the Terps. I mean, they've been the uh, the, the dirty Terps, the Twerps, whatever you want to call them. They haven't been great offensively at home either. 68.6 points per game at home compared to 71 points per game on the road. Mm-hmm. Don't know what to make of that, but I'm going to buy into it a little bit here again today. They haven't scored 70 home or away since uh, OT game uh, against Northwestern about a month ago, January 12th. And, and that's home or away. They have not scored over 70. Uh, so this offense is not one that's going to be pushing this over themselves. Now, of course, you say, okay, what about Iowa Riley? Iowa's the offensive team. They're what the about Iowa Riley. Well, they're a fast-paced offensive team. I get it. At home, 87 points per game at home. They are uh, probably the most, I believe they are one of the most, if not the most, uh, over team at home. But on the road, 72 points per game scored on the road. That's a 17-point difference there. And they've actually scored 73 or less in four of their last five. And that one outlier is an OT game against Penn State as well. So their offense, honestly, right now is not exactly steaming along, whether it's home or away. And I think we see a little regression, uh, kind of, or stick to that mean, I should say. Not even regression, just stick to that mean here on the road. I do believe that this might be a little bit of an uh, one of the outliers as far as I think they crack 70 here. But I kind of see it as a 75-65, 75-70 at max here for Iowa. I, a lot of these reasons why I think Iowa's going to have struggle on the road offensively. I was starting to lean myself into Maryland. But then I look towards they, their offense uh, and them just have been the twerps all season long. I can't trust them, but I do believe I can trust this under. Uh, just a couple of trends, then I'll get out of here short and sweet, my friend. Uh, Iowa under is 10-4, and four, last 14 on the road. Uh, I, I believe they're a top cool. 10 under, over team on the season, but on the road, that is not the case. 10-4, and four, last 14, going back to last year. Uh, and Maryland, 14-5, and five, last 19 at home, and I believe five and ten this year to the under at home so they've been a great under team at home iowa surprisingly enough an under team on the road as well um so i'm sticking with that 147 wouldn't go past 145 like i said i i honestly 145 and a half honestly i think 75 70 is the max that this one gets to partner but i love it right there at 147 for my first and only best bet of the day iowa maryland under 147 I hear you, and I like it. Um, just kind of went over my radar. Obviously, I don't get too deep into the Power Fives or any of the major conferences for that, but I like where your head's at here with the under. I think uh, Big Ten unders are all the way back, my man. And what I'm kind of hearing from you, too, might get a little sweaty towards the end, but don't jump off the ship. Hey, 75-70, no big deal. Maybe I got kind of the same track for my uh, total play as well. Who knows? Who's to say? What do I know? But what I do know, partner is to ask you if you got anything else left for that one play. And obviously, probably not, but uh, just in case you do, I always like to acknowledge. Got anything else? You know what? I guess I forgot the uh, bets and money splits. 75% oh. of bets on the over, 56% of money on the under. So oh. I like that nice little sharp split there, my friend. That is all I got. 
Well, I will uh, concede to you now, my friend. Hot Doge. What do you know about that shit? All right. Well, I appreciate you and your picks as always. Flippery dippery us back over here. Do one of these numbers and now make my head big so you know it's time for my best bets of the day. You better believe it, my friends. The mid-major king has thus entered the chat. Shout out to uh, Jeff Dawson and the uh, MMK character. Caricature just fucking <laughs> sent me dude, through the fucking... Up, he tagged us on Talking the Line with it, I believe, on oh, the Instagram. Dude, I, uh, I gotta check out what he did. Uh, sent us. Oh, it was electric. It was electric. I read that too. Electric, appreciate the hell out of you. you guys can see me on uh, his show, The Midday Market Report. Live from the Cape Cod, my friends. Uh, 1 p.m. Central Time, if you are uh, in Central. Obviously, just do the math if you're not. But we'll talk about that later. It's time to get into my best bets of the day. They both are mid-majors, my friends, because this is mid-major heaven today. There's a lot of games that are uh, pretty daggone spot on. But I got two that got some serious advantages here. So, number one, we're calling it the SoCon Smacker. That's right, because we're just every damn book on the fucking market here today with this play so without further ado we're going to the mercer bears and the vmi key debts and we're taking the under 148 and a half honestly jumped off the screen at me is how high this was and i really believe it's because of how these teams have been playing lately and it's a little bit inflated based on that and i think if it was a little bit more based across the board overall and you'll hear me talk about it here in a little bit I think this number would be a lot lower, even down into the, to the low 140s, maybe 142, 141. One. Uh, now, my number, uh, 141, 141. There you go. My line came out to uh, 145 and a half on uh, this one. I think we have plenty of wiggle room to go, uh, regardless of uh, how this game shakes out. Much like Mags just talked about, might get a little shaky towards the end, a little sweaty. Who's to say? Who's to know? But 75-70, I see a maximum 75-69 type of game. That's kind of where I was thinking with this game. So I think we have uh, plenty of room to wiggle again for this under. But uh, Mercer has been a wagon to the under all year long, and that's why I really like this one. 7-3 and three to the under in their last 10 games overall. They've really had a lack of scoring production uh, across that span as well, but the one thing that hasn't been struggling is defense for them. They've been able to lean on it and they actually just took Chattanooga one of the best teams in the SoCon to overtime and that game only went 74 to 72 and I would definitely put Chattanooga above VMI offensively uh, when it comes to SoCon play now speaking of VMI they have been an over team this year however this is a key spot for them uh, to where they have been playing to the under and I'll get to that once we talk about the key trends you know I never forget about that but Right now, they go on like a two or three game scoring spurt where they put up 80 plus points and then they just come crashing back down to earth. I really see today as one of those crashing back down to earth type of days. And uh, there's a couple of key things outside of that that I really like. I mentioned at the top, the way they're playing lately, last three games, these uh, two teams are averaging a combined 147.3 points per game, but on the road and at home all season long so far, they're only averaging 142 and a half. So again, I think it's just a little bit inflated and I think it comes back down to that mean of where it's been at. And I think we maybe even potentially have a sweat free under here. I, uh, I didn't necessarily mention too much of defenses because they've been pretty much, uh, pretty much the same wavelength the entire year. And I really just think that it comes down to these offensive is struggling last but not least home and away scoring splits uh mercer averaging 67.1 points per game on the road compared to 72.4 at home allowing 74.1 points per game on the road compared to 71.4 at 
home. Uh, and then you just simply compare that to VMI and you have your edge. 75.4 points per game at home, 76.6 on the road. Kind of bizarre. They actually score a little bit less at home. And then 72.3 points per game allowed at home, 76.9 on the road. So see your edge there. Uh, I think it's going to be a little sweaty towards the end, but like I said, 75.69 maximum. However, you don't believe me? Believe the trends. Under 8-3, and three, VMI's last 11 as a favorite. 9-4, and four, last 13 home games. Combine the two, 6-2, and two, their last 8 as a home favorite. 7-1, and one, their last 8 versus a team with a losing road record. The under is 13-5 and five in Mercer's last 18 road games. 9-4, and four, last 13 as a road dog. 26-11, and 11, last 37, following a straight-up loss. 7-2, and two, their last 9 versus a SoCon opponent. 3-2 and two is the under in the last 5 meetings between these two teams. But when it is played in VMI, the under is hit in four out of the last five meetings there. Give me all of the under 148 and a half for the SoCon. Smack er Mercer Bears v my key debts under 148 and a half. I like it, my man. Uh lost the hook in a couple spots down to 148. You got a threshold on this one. Um yeah, I'd say honestly that 146. 146. Uh because I it came out for me right at 145 and a half. So okay. I, I would take it to 146. Okay. That that would be all the lower. But I think this is gonna be one of those games that the public like one of the more high profile um mid-major games i guess that you can say and i think that everybody's going to kind of be expecting it to go over so i think it's way under on this one so yeah i agree i I would say these teams are on people's on on the average public's college basketball public's radar for sure yeah 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 but if 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 anything just at the bare minimum but last i looked um just to wrap it up on that one there was uh it was about 86 or 82 percent of money um, now just about 90% of money coming in uh, on the, uh, but no bet percentage or anything. So about 90% of money coming in on that under. So it is definitely uh, coming under and it is warranted that that hook has been lost. So there you go. There you have it. Let's go to my second best bet of the day. This one is the Sunbelt Sizzler, my friends. I'm going to the Arkansas Red Wolves and the Troy Trojans. And we're laying the wood with the Trojans. You know me, if I lay wood, I got a lot of confidence, and we're taking the two and a half. I am also fine with the three and a half. I would get a little crazy with the three and a half as well. Did I say three and a half, or did I say three? I'm cool with the three. Yeah, I'm cool with the three, and then I, I would go all the way up to three and a half. So, okay. I, yeah, I, I, I would get a little wild with three and a half. Either way, I think that Troy's being a little bit undervalued here, and typically I would be looking Arkansas State in this matchup. However... Kind of another spot play for me here. And this has been a really, really good spot for uh, Troy. So this spot is when they're coming off of back-to-back road games. And then they play a home game and get ridiculously undervalued. And they cook that opponent. I mean, I'm talking double-digit cook that opponent. The last time that they had this position, uh, they beat Coastal Carolina, another Sun Belt opponent, 69-59, and South Alabama, another so uh, another uh, Sun Belt opponent, 77-68. So they go and they kind of scuffle. Maybe they win on the road. Maybe they scuffle. It doesn't really matter, but they do those two road games, and then they come back home, and the books expect them to struggle off that one, but they just come and they absolutely dominate the, their opponent. Not to mention, they're 8-1 and one straight up and 4-2 and two against the number on their home hardwood. They are not being overvalued in this spot. That's just a record you get when you're a Sunbelt team and you got to play shit Division Two teams that don't even have rankings. So it is what it is, but uh, you look at Arkansas State, 5-4 and four straight up, 4-4-1 four, four and one against the number on the road. 
Overall, 15 and 6 straight up, 10, 7, and 1 against the number. So it's easy. You can see if they struggled anywhere, they struggled on the road. And I think that's what they continue to do here today. They have a pretty solid trend right now since uh, late January of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, both from a straight up and an ATS perspective. And wouldn't you know that they're coming off a 67 to 58 win as two and a half point favorites over the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. And now they come in here as two and a half point dogs. How you dern? I'll keep it moving. A couple other keys that I like here. This is uh, not going to be an offensive battle. Neither one is setting the world on fire. Uh, I do love this to be a defensive game, which we have a huge edge with Troy. Uh, 83rd in ADE, 63rd opponent effective field goal, 37th in field goal percentage allowed, 75th three-point uh, field goal uh, percentage allowed. Both of those are uh, the true point, not per Ken Palm. Uh, 59th in turnover percentage. This one is per Ken Palm. And then 71st in points per game allowed. Simply compare that to Arkansas State, 162nd in ADE, 125th opponent effective field goal, 164th in true field goal percentage allowed, 82nd in true three-point field goal percentage allowed, 137th in points per game allowed, and only 122nd in turnover percentage. Last but certainly not least, my friends, uh, they're coming in here at just a little bit of a height disadvantage. Uh, the Red Wolves are against the uh, the Troy Trojans, but there also is a little bit more to the story. The depth and the height are really what's going to matter here today. Troy is second in the nation in depth and 204th in height per Ken Palm. Arkansas State 307th in depth and 324th in height. So I think they come in at a very severe advantage. Not to mention this game's going to be tight. We're going to need free throws. 77.4% over the last three games for Troy, 71.7 from the stripe for Arkansas State over that same three-game sample. You don't believe me? For the final time, believe the trends. Troy, 6-2 against the number. Last eight overall, 4-1 ATS. Last four, following a straight-up and ATS win. 11-3 against the number. Last 14 home games. There's a team with a winning straight-up road record. 6-1 against the number. Their last seven Thursday games. Arkansas State, 1-5 against the number. Their last six Thursday games. The Trojans are 6-3 against the number. Their last nine meetings. And oh, speaking of last meetings, it was on January 25th of 2020. And it was in Troy. And Arkansas State won 78-62. to And you're about to tell me that the Troy Trojans aren't going to be ready to open up about six cans of whoop-ass on the Red Wolves? You're out of your damn mind. So con. No, this one is the Sun Belt Sizzler. I apologize. The Troy Trojans, minus two and a half. Lock it in. Second and final best bet of the day. I do like it, my man. I agree with the defensive stuff, my man. Uh... Three in certain spots, up to three and a half on FanDuel. So uh, you can still catch it at three uh, in a couple spots. Bet Rivers at DraftKings is what I see over here. Okay. Yeah, I got it at the two and a half. So I, I would be tentative on the three and a half, but I, I, I still think they cook their opponent. I, so. man. I really think they do. I think they keep that trend going. So there you go. There you have it. My two best bets of the day. All right, partner. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Let me, uh, I got all these freaking tabs open over here, and I got to get everything back in order so we can uh, accurately talk about it. Probably glitching out over here now, so that's absolutely terrific. Uh, let me see what I can do here. All right, we're cruising. First things first, let's get rid of this bad boy, and then we will go on over to the special play of the day the board bender parlay it is the third segment of the day my friends and it is time to dive deep on into it without further ado let's tell you what's on it we got three legs that are coming from the college basketball slate and partner we hockey sharps i certainly think we are today uh we got one coming from the nhl ice as well so first things first uh three legs from the college basketball hardwood number one 
We don't think they're overvalued. We think there's a little Fugazi line moving on this one. Middle Tennessee minus five and a half. Uh, they are going up against the Old Dominion Monarchs today. Just a couple of key things. Monarchs 0-5 ATS last five is a dog. 0-4 ATS last four is a road dog. 1-4 against the number. Their last five um, following an ATS loss and straight up loss. They just haven't been good in this position. And I don't think Middle Tennessee is being overvalued. I mean, still 6-2-1 against the number this season as a favorite. 7-2-2 their last 11 home games. 3-1-1 last five following an ATS loss. So... I think people are expecting them to scuffle here today, and I'm just not buying it. Part of anything I uh, left out. Yeah, I think Old Dominion's overvalued. They got a couple wins a week or so ago at home that uh, I feel like may, are making people think that they're kind of on the right track, and then they, they lose back-to-back -back now, one home to Western Kentucky and one on the road to FAU, both by 17 or more. So I do not think the Old Dominion Monarchs are going to hang with the old, uh, the old Middle Tennessee. What is it, Blue Raiders, right? Blue Raiders? Oh, yeah, Blue Raiders. Blue Raiders yeah. against the Monarchs. So there you go. The first uh, first leg, Middle Tennessee, minus five and a half. Leg number two. We go to the University of Texas, Arlington Mavericks. This is a little weird. We're taking the plus one and a half. Now, plus one and a half is at minus 122. We looked on FanDuel, and the, the uh, Louisiana Monroe... They were um, they were uh, plus one hundred on uh, the minus one and a half partner. What the heck's going on with that, my man? I don't know. It smells and stinks to high heaven, though, my man. Uh, I believe we've got uh, ULM twelve and twelve straight up, uh, up against UTA nine and thirteen straight up. That losing straight up record, man, scares people off of teams like that, man. And I think FanDuel over there is trying to, with that nice little plus money carrot over there, even at that nice little price, I think they're trying to trick people into that uh, ULM spot so. right there, dude. I think so. I think you are spot on. So there you go. We're taking UTA plus one and a half, second leg of the Boybender Parlay. Leg number three. Uh, I've been to the, the well a few too many times on this one, partner, but I think we can take it once again. Going to the Florida Atlantic Owls, plus four and a half, my friends. Uh, they're going up against Western Kentucky. They just beat Western Kentucky in their last matchup, and I think they do it again, even though they're the underdogs here. 4-0 ATS, last four games overall. 6-1 ATS, last seven, following an ATS win. 5-1 ATS, last six games, following a straight-up win. 16-5 against the number, their last 21 Thursday games. 7-3 against the number, their last 10 as a dog. I told you, uh, pre-show partner, 9-1 against the number of their last 10 games against FAU. And every single one of them, they've been the dog, my man. I love FAU in this spot. Anything else I didn't mention? Not really, dude. I mean, I, I feel like, I personally feel like they've covered four straight. I feel like we're just in the, in the not even at the end of the line of a cover streak. I think we're in one of these middle stages of a 10-game oh, wagon or something along those lines, mm. dude, where they're just being undervalued. I don't get it. They're really damn good. Worst case scenario, I think we have one of the better games, uh, entertainment standpoint of the night, and we've got a scrappy close two, three-point game at worst, in my opinion. Even if they do lose, I think they cover, man. I like the way you think, my friend. I love the plus four and a half. There you go, the three college basketball legs. Now we got one more leg to make this baby go over plus 1,000 odds. To be accurate, uh, plus 1,000 to 10 odds for you here today. Now, 
going to the NHLI. Strap up the skates, my friends, and um, we might be going to an unpopular opinion, but I think it is a very, very valuable opinion. We're going to the matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins, and uh, the Bruins got a little bit of nonsense going on right now. Looks like they're going to be without Brad Marchand, uh, Patrice Bergeron, a couple other key guys. Now, that being said, we're not fading them. We're not going to take the Hurricanes on the money line just in case any nonsense happens. But we got something else, and it does have plus money. We're going to the 60-minute game total, and we're taking under two and a half total goals. It is at plus 100 odds. Again, the 60-minute total. Uh, this one, I can definitely see it being like a two-to-two tie partner, and we're cooking along into overtime, and all of a sudden, hey, we cash it because we stayed under two and a half, and then they go to overtime, and maybe they go over and hit the three. I love it in this spot. Is there anything else? You got good, sir. Not too much, man. Keyword, though. Keyword, if people are listening, is the 60-minute total because this yes, one could I go into overtime that. and bust. It absolutely could. But Carolina, uh, one of the better teams in the damn league, coming off of a couple of scuffles, scoofles, you should scuffles, say, um, on the road, uh, three, four, three to four losses the last two. They've been a great bounce-back team, man, and it's typically their defense that bounces back uh, two or less, the three games leading up to that in a win. The last three meetings between these two teams, uh, two or or less for Boston, two of them gigantic ass whooping wins for the Hurricanes here. So, sure, I've got no concerns, dude. I think they struggle without their guys. I do believe you are correct. And one final thing uh, Carolina, first in the NHL in goals allowed per game, second in the NHL in shots allowed per game, and they got the number one penalty kill unit in all of the National Hockey League. I think they're going to dominate them defensively, and uh, it, it might get a little sweaty. I mean, that's what hockey betting is. But, again, the Boston Bruins, under 2.5, 60-minute total goals. Okay, my friend. That's the board bender parlay. Why don't we just uh, recap all of today's best bets of the day here? What do you say? Why don't we? Let's do it. All right. Well, without further ado, some poet, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> move on, uh, move the old ticker on up here. And without further ado, it's time for the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day. I first have to uh, share the old screen here. And then, uh oh, a little glitchy. Okay, here we go. Share the old screen. And now, my friends, for the purposes of clipping, the TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day are now live on your screen for this beautiful February 10th, 2020. Please, so kindly turn your attention all the way up to the top left portion of your screen. Our mag's pick of the day. No plural here on this card. He's going to the Big Ten matchup between the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Maryland Terrapins, and he's taking the under 147. He says comfortable down to 145. My picks, opposite side of that, top right of your screen. We got a total as well. We're going to the Mercer Bears going up against the VMI Key Dets. We're taking under 148.5. I am comfortable all the way down to 146. I'm also taking the Troy Trojans minus 2.5. Comfortable with that minus 3. Do your line shopping. Would be a little tentative at the 3 and and a half, but I still like it. Right above us, you have the board bender parlay, and I can hear the books changing odds as we give this out right here and right now. So hammer it in as fast as you possibly can. The Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders minus five and a half. The University of Texas Arlington Mavericks plus one and a half. The FAU, that's Florida Atlantic University Owls plus four and a half. And the Boston Bruins under two and a half total goals on the 60 minute line. There are three straight plays for one 
unit and one special play for a half unit that are destined to make it straight to the pay window and bankrupt every book on this market. But before they can, we need you to help us and lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are clearly primed for ticket cashing and whatever the current best line is on you. Favorite sports book. Doggy, dude, what a decent little mid-major court here, dude. Where the hell are we? Uh, this is the Troy Trojans facility, but um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they what they refer to it as. It is, uh, it is a nice little nice little mid-major facility, though. It is. Uh, actually, not hard. You can take a few stabs in the <laughs> shot in the dark here. It is no sponsor, no man's name or anything like that. Take a stab in the dark. Trojans court. Trojans uh, Trojan arena, I think. Trojan yeah, Coliseum, Trojan Arena. Trojan Arena. Well, I'll you did get you. you did get a picture that uh, looks like it's kind of under construction at the time. You fucking you see you see some uh, you get a little yellow tape here, you get a little yellow tape over here, and then we got some yellow tape over here going into oh. here. I can see it on my screen. It's kind of funny. It's like it's like crime scene tape. <laughs> I don't know what they got going uh, on. Maybe maybe it's just like so important that they don't want you on the court, but uh, not important enough know. to where they can't go higher than caution tape. I don't know. I, I guess know. I didn't notice that. Also, also, also. <laughs> Where I'd be trying to watch the game, if I'm being honest with you guys, while we got it up here, uh-huh. I'd be trying to watch the game right on this little peak oh, right yeah. here. You see that? Oh, yeah. give, give me a little fucking chair and let me kick back with some rays on my back, watching oh, some yeah. CBB, dude. Oh, come on, come on! And I bet you, I bet you these tickets ain't but six dollars a pop. Like they ain't, they ain't, oh, they ain't burning the the windows down off of nobody. I was listening to somebody. First of all, before we get into this rabbit hole, uh, <laughs> the TTL crew's best bet of the day. I was listening to somebody and they were saying um, there was like a mid-major game, two teams that I really liked and. They uh they were saying like tickets were like six seven bucks like nothing just nothing whatsoever you just yeah, waltz in the son of a gun I'm like well sign me up neither here nor there maybe you'll see us live from a mid major game sometime soon who knows there's only seven games left so maybe not uh either way money line dice roll of the day you see GQ versus Yitval what Utval 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 fucking Utval that's what I was hoping for with that one Utval <laughs> So there you go. There you have it. This is, oh, fuck, I hit too many buttons at once. The money line dice roll of the day. Yeah, I hit too many buttons at once. I, oh, boy. Hey, there we go. Money line dice roll <laughs> of the day. The doggone thing was glitching all it's over the place. All right. Uh, there we go. Grand Canyon Antelopes and the Utah Valley Wolverines. Parter, uh, you know the drill. What's the details behind this matchup, sir? Alrighty, my man. We are in uh, at Utah Valley for this one. Uh, Grand Canyon headed over there. The Wolverines of Utah Valley minus one and a half at home. Uh, let me get back to the old book here. They are minus one twenty-two on the money line. The favorites, uh, Grand Canyon, coming in at plus one oh two. Over under at one thirty-one and a half. Uh, so far, it looks like sixty-three percent of bets on Utah Valley, fifty-three percent of money on Utah Valley, um, and all I see for a total is fifty-eight percent of money on the over of one thirty-one and a half. Don't think this one has moved around too much, uh, except for the total. Total has come down a little bit. It looks like, uh, or uh, excuse me, has gone up a little bit. It up. looks like from uh, one twenty-seven. Oh, it w- it opened at one twenty-seven. According to action, sometimes these, uh, lately these college basketball totals over there on their tracker, like uh, the line movement has been a little goofy. I don't know if you noticed the same. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I definitely have. So, Utah Valley uh, holding firm at the minus one and a half at home, and then uh, still holding pretty firm at the 131 and a half as well, right? Yep. Okay. Thought I heard you correctly. Perfect. 
So without further ado, uh, we'll track it here all at the end. But as a reminder, my friends, the Moneyline dice are now... That's a 1-1 one one yesterday, a nice 3-2 and two on the week. So sure seems above 500 and in the green to me. But what do I know? Who am I? Not the Moneyline dice. These are little uh, dice ASMR for your Thursday morning here. Without further ado, we go to the first roll. And we're taking the home team. Utah Valley Wolverines are the away team. Grand Canyon Antelopes. I don't know. Neither does Mags. But I promise you we all find out courtesy of, money, of the money line dice in three, in two, in one. Away team! All right. Give us the Lopes, baby. I, I, away team. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Away team. Okay. Unofficially. Give us the Lopes dice. Oh, Come I'm a huge, a huge fan. 100%. ATS or money line. Will we be getting a little extra backing, a plus one and a half? Or maybe they say nah. They're winning this one outright. Little plus money, Pauly Cash. I don't know. Neither does Mags, but I assure you, we once again all find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Money line. Okay. Unofficially, Grand Canyon Antelope's money line per the money line dice. Now we go for the wild card roll. Will the die be doubling down? Will they need a re-roll? Or will they say, forget all that nonsense? We're going straight to the total. I don't know. Neither does Mags, but I promise you we all find out for the final time, hopefully. Unless there's some funny business going on here. In three. In two. In one. Call it. Oh, okay. It's stuck. I can't see it yet. Hold on. Away ATS. All right. Hey, hey. So we Money take the line. points and sprinkle? Is that what we did? We take the I points like and sprinkle? With or with the I plus one and a half, I guess. But yeah, it kind of changed. But with the plus Let's one and a half. Double yeah, down that's, on that's money line. That's a double down. That's a double yeah. down. They said money line first. So, okay, I like yeah. where your head's at. Yeah. Oh, you waiting for me? The dice <laughs> have spoken! If you want a guaranteed take. One ticket to the window here tonight. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not ten, but one ticket straight to the pay window tonight. No questions, no qualms, no quarries, none of the bullshit. Not for me, not for Mags, not for any living, breathing, heart-beating human being on this planet, but for the all-knowing, ever-powerful, ever-present, Moneyline Dice. Hammer in right here, right now. The Grand Canyon Antelopes on the money line. Thank you, Dice. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I don't know why, but that felt like a really good golf clap for both of us. That's yeah, that was good. that was electric. <laughs> that, that was that was a really good one, dude. The vibes are fucking immaculate today. I, I don't know what it is, but the vibes are fucking immaculate today. I will tell you that. All right, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. So now I can actually track this nonsense. Okay, so we got G C U money line two ten twenty twenty two, and this is the game between G C U. And, holy cow, Utah Valley. Okay. Come on, kid. Use your brain. Here we go. All Lopes right. Line, dude. I'm about it. I'm about it. Lopes money line. I'm all the way about it. about it, dude. Hell yeah, I'm all the way about it. Are you kidding me? I love the Lopes. I kind of wanted this, but this, I mean, I said at the top of the show, if I've ever seen a true coin flip pick em in college basketball, this is the game. I don't know. Like, I yeah. think it's going to be, this might be 112 to 113 shootout. This thing might be yeah. insane. This should be on anyone's list of like a list of five games to watch tonight as far as what should be an incredible game. This is probably on that list of five. Oh, 100 percent. At least from a mid-major perspective, no question. But I think across the board, too, honestly. I, hey, hey, I wasn't going to say it. I'm the mid-major king. I just I just but a humble messenger. But 
I think you are spot on, mi compadre. Okay, there you go. That's the first half of the show. The uh, the nonsense has been flowing quite well. Partner, we've been uh, we've been right about 48 minutes, 50 minutes. I think I think we found ourselves a nice little nice little flow here. We got about I think so. About 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of bullshit at the beginning, in case anybody didn't know. You're tuning in late, whatever. Then we got our plays, everything. We got plenty of time to recap, get some from the the, the wonderful Moneyline Dice, and then, goodness gracious, we got all the time in the world to get all kinds of crazy we want to get. So without further ado, my friend, I got to update this thing. But what's been burning on your brain, melting on your heart, festering on your soul that you have been dying to get out the kind folks that joined us on episode number 221 of the TTL pod on this absolutely beautiful February the 10th, 2022. All right, dude. A little, uh, a few different things here. So, first of all, it is a uh, music trivia Thursday. First uh-huh. of all, got some good stuff there. Okay, okay. Had to bring some nonsense to our attention first, though, my uh-huh. friend. So, uh-huh. I, I, so I mean, I guess I'll preface this by saying you had a lot of jobs, uh, and I know a lot of them were, you know, uh, pretty active, hands-on stuff. Anyone yeah. that you had that was. Uh, ever left you kind of bored and not you know kind of fiddling twiddling your thumbs not really uh doing much at all any 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 job like that you have yeah subway sucked cock it was just like uh literally sitting there doing nothing every once in a while then again it was in a town of like no nobody sure. like fucking 1100 well, people but then again yeah it was pretty boring yeah what are you get to entertain this? yourself question mark um watch the tube okay um maybe eat a frozen cookie um, Probably better ideas than uh, I'm going. I'm asking these questions for a reason because. Uh huh. What are you getting at here? Art exhibit security guard. You know, probably about as boring of a security job as you can get unless you get some art thieves coming. And I know you'll see where I'm going with this, my friend. So, this uh, picture of uh, the security guard is a little bit under fire for defacing a $1 million painting because he got bored and. It's like a three figures, like three blank face figures, and he gets bored, scribbles eyes on all three of them. This painting's worth a million dollars, and this bored ass security guard just sitting there, just starts doodling on the in this art exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you probably can't see. Goofy so painting. why? Uh, yeah, I can't see the painting. But yeah. why? Uh, <laughs> we, we, why not? Maybe the notepad we got on us. Maybe <laughs> like the wall. Maybe. What? Like, how old is this security guard? Is he five years old? Is this a security guard baby? I'm pretty sure uh, the story says he's like 60. Uh, They're about to put him in a fucking home is what they're about to do. You fucking AARP'd yourself right into that shit, you dumbass. What in the hell is that? Are you kidding me? What in the world is that? Oh, I didn't even realize. It's it's like an old painting. It's not like a new painting either. It's it's so uh, three figures is what it's called, like 1930s Oh, painting. yeah, shit. It's not yeah. even like a fresh one either, dude. This one, <laughs> this, is like, this is a... <laughs> I'm telling I you, they're about I was to, like, hey, about at least got to bring this to our attention and laugh at this to, fucking dude. They're about to put that old boy in the loony bin. You mark my words. So this was in Russia. This was in mm. Russia to clarify. You know that makes a lot more sense. Okay, I, hey, 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 hey. I don't, not not any shade at any Russian <laughs> folks out there or anything, but I mean, I didn't. I don't know. Like, what the hell? Like, who the hell just does that? They're like, what? What? Death wish? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Because I feel like I feel like we would have if that was in the USA, that would have blown up, and like that dude probably like he'd been hung at the stake or some shit, like, or he'd be uh, on Twitter like getting endorsement deals or something yeah, like that yeah, definitely definitely there would have been something huge coming from it like there's something big would have came from it damn it's like yeah i did that shit 
<laughs> that's that's absolutely bananas. Like, oh, just just tell it, let me watch it. You know what? I think that would be great with some eyes on it. Yeah, that, that, that guy didn't know what he was doing 57, 80, like, 90 years ago. It's not it like it's like three it's like three figures, but it's like three little like finger looking yeah yeah blank faces. You just, you just scribbles on them. Uh, scribble scribble little eyes. Hey, all right. Scribbles. Well, hey, hell of a hell of a hey, place to bored. start. We all get hell bored, a, dude. Eh, people get bored. Got to figure this shit out. <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, trade deadline is heating up though, dude. We're getting some breaking news. Nothing major so far, but uh, Kings Kings are staying active, dude. They just uh, four team trade. They just got Dante Divincenzo from the Bucks. Uh, Bucks are acquiring. This is a four team trade. Bucks are getting uh, Serge Ibaka, not uh, the Serge Ibaka of old, but uh, filling out the bench over there for the Bucks. Uh, and the Bucks are sending Semi Ojale and Rodney Hood to the Clippers. Um, and then I think there was one more aspect of it that I missed. The Pistons are sending Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles to the Kings. So, kind of contrary to what I said yesterday, they are kind of trying to give uh, old uh, Sabonis some shooters over there, which uh, makes sense now a little bit more for their current team this year. Still doesn't make sense for the next five to ten years of their long-term franchise, but I digress. That's what we got NBA trade deadline-wise. But, but, but. Hmm. Time to move into music trivia, dude. I, uh, uh-huh. Nonsense, nonsense aside, uh-huh. uh, I've got five quick hitters for you, dude. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. Maybe Okey-doke. the final one might lead us into a rabbit hole as well. Yeah, I was trying um, to find if I see if I can find any other news over here. That's why I, I okay. Yeah, I don't see anything else major. So yeah, rock and roll, dude. Let's get into it. First things first. First. Who things was first. the top selling artist of the 1970s decade? Not the Beatles. I'll help you out there. Not the Beatles. Top selling artist of the 1970s. The Rolling Stones? No. Good guess, though. It is a man. Van Halen? No. I imagine that might be a good, better guess for the 80s, I think. Could be wrong with it that. Is, wait, but you just said a man. Rolling Stones isn't just a man. Rolling Stones is a band. Right. I'm saying the person who the right answer is is a man. Oh, it's just a man. So yeah, I yeah. wasn't even... Oh, okay, okay. So I wouldn't even... Um, in the 70s. Billy Joel? Nope closer though um that uh, why can't i oh shit because i'm a rocket man burning it dude i can't elton john there we yeah, go there you go i couldn't just like <laughs> i was just seeing his face i was seeing the fucking commercial with him and nas x i couldn't i couldn't think of his damn name oh, there hey you there go. you go all right according to that website at least so burning out his fuel out here alone yeah hell yeah rock and roll uh okay who sings benny and a jet yeah benny benny we gotta, we gotta get that back into our pre-show, uh, into our pre-show films, first of all. I mean, dude, that shit just bangs, bangs. One of the, one of the best bangers of that time, dude. Benny and the Jets. Oh, absolutely. I would play uh, it. Marvin Bagley to the Pistons the, was the only thing that I missed as far as that trade, as far as a bigger name, actually. Yeah, but uh, yeah. damage goods. Anyway, anyways, uh, I'll keep, I'll keep serenading everybody because last time I played a little music, they fucking copyrighted our ass. So <laughs> I'll keep singing for everybody. <laughs> yeah, Hope you enjoy. We sing ourselves. Uh, who sings? What group sings the song? I want to know what love is. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. That is Aerosmith. No. No, it's not. Is that Van Halen? Who fucking sings that? I want to feel what love is. I know you can hold me. Dude, I fucking sing fucking song. Oh, good band. Uh, I know. I, I'm Jukebox just Hero is another song of theirs. Cold as Ice. 
You're cold as ice. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Um. Oh, dude, so many rock and roll bands are going through my mind right now, and I just know it's not them, and I just can't. No, oh, come on, Rolodex. Come on, Rolodex. You got it. You got it. There it is. No, uh, nope, no, no, no. I tap. It is uh, Foreigner. Foreigner, dog. Foreigner. Got it. That's one of my mom's faves. She likes Foreigner a I got lot. a couple records on my vinyl from uh, yeah, Foreigner. That and, that and REO Speedwagon. Big fan of some REO. Okay. Okay. Uh, what rapper hails from Fayetteville, North Carolina? Current rapper. Current rapper from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Current rapper. There's a lot of North Carolina rappers. Um... I mean, any I just, I mean, shit, that's like fucking trying to shoot a fish in the ocean with a fucking pea shooter. Like, oh. I mean, huh, yeah, 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 I, don't, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know. Any hints? Uh, One of the most famous rappers alive. And he's Not like of okay, the last decade. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I thought this would be a little easier. My bad. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like, I mean, I could just start Jay Z, Kanye West, J. Cole. Like, I mean, J. Cole. Really? Oh, well, fuck. Yeah. There you go. Okay, J. Cole. No <laughs> shit. That was just a random guess. For sure. I thought that was more. I thought that was gonna be easier. If I'm being totally honest. No, I. I guess I. I didn't realize. I guess I didn't realize he was from North Carolina. I guess so. That. That's where. What. What you call it? Uh, Project Hills Drive is. Uh, Forest Hills Drive. Forest Hills Drive. I mean. Yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. I haven't listened mm-hmm. to that album in a long time. Holy oh, shit! That was college. <laughs> Speaking of the last decade, Jumpman, the song Jumpman, Jumpman is, Jumpman, is Jumpman. on uh, what Drake slash Future album? What is the album called? What a time to be alive! I yes. I just Sorry. never stopped banging that shit in 2016 yeah. or whenever. I just it was nonstop. Oh, dude! Oh my gosh, that fucking album. Was that while we were living together or right after? Um. 2016 that was it was was during it was during when we were living together because yeah yeah if i got it then tell me i got it then oh dude come (laughs) on that's all fuck that was one of my i might have to i used to wake up to scholarships every fucking morning that was that was one of my favorite songs on that album i gotta i gotta go back to a little bit of what a time to be alive like i think honestly 2016 was like the last good like rap Everything. I mean, there's been some decent stuff up here and there from like from like consistent. the OGs, you know, like Wiz and 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 Spitta and Juicy and like the guys that we followed for a long, long time. But like, it's just I don't know. It's just so oversaturated with just like the same kind of sound and shit now. And like, I just I don't know. And like, and I so think many, all our like, favorites have just been and, chilling, honestly. Yeah, and which is like so many deals and like, bro, like Schoolie. You know how bad I want a fucking Schoolie album, but like he can't fucking like, dude. He was talking about Mac the other day, and he still just gets fucking. Just so fucked up about Dude, it. He, I just he's cooling and bullying on the golf course five days a week. Oh yeah, that, he's, he's trying <laughs> to find. He he's said? just trying to find himself. Yeah, on the PGA, that fucking interview. Yeah, I fucking yeah. loved it. He was like, yeah. literally, golf is a lot like life. Like, hey, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just go, you don't go right in the sand. But hey, no worries. You never know. You might chip yeah. out and in. I'm just like. Damn, schoolboy Q spends some fucking Honestly, wisdom dude. on the golf course. Fuck. Oh, yeah, dude. Big fan of schoolie, yeah. man. Fuck. Ah, uh, need a new schoolboy right. album. Fifth and final, and maybe it'll lead us into another rabbit hole. What? Uh, so this was uh, uh, about 20 years ago. Oh, uh, the song next episode on Dr. Dre's 2001, who is featured alongside Dr. Dre on that song? Smoke weed every day. Snoop Dogg. Yep. That's it. That's it? 
Yep, that was all. Oh, I, I, was I thought for. there was. I thought there was two. I thought there were two more guys. I thought maybe not. Maybe I'm crazy. Nope, that one is just Snoop. It was. Uh, oh, is yeah, it that? What's what's what? Oh, there's like another one that's the episode after or whatever. I what the fuck am I thinking of? I don't know. They did a remix, I think. I don't. I don't. I, oh, yeah, I'm not but sure. yeah, 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 yeah. That one's fucking terrific. Uh, one of my favorite songs. Uh, Snoop is on there. I mentioned Snoop, and it might lead us into another rabbit hole because Super Bowl. Not only Super Bowl. But yesterday came out that he uh, is rumored to have purchased the label of Death Row Records, my friend. Talk about uh, Snoop is making big moves. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Whoa! I was just about to say Snoop is gonna make big moves because I don't know who watches this show and in eyes everywhere. So I'm just gonna shut the fuck up. I got <laughs> no reason to say anything. What I was just about to say. But hey, uh, yeah, big stuff. Snoop D O double G purchasing Death Row Records. Like whoa. Whoa, man. I mean, that's some crazy shit. Uh, he's making big moves, and I'm telling you what, watch it all be in correlation with the moves he's making in the NFT space and actually putting money back in the artist's hands. Like, dude, watch watch Death Row Records be the next the next thing. Like, oh, man. Snoop, Snoop's, uh, Snoop's into some shit right now, too, with all, all of his NFT game and everything he's got going on. And, I mean, that's only going to whatever the hell the Super Bowl is going to be. I can't wait till OG gets on the stand. Oh, my. It's going to it's going to not everybody not off. love. How can you not love him, dude? Anything he does, how can you period, not love him? Period, period. And, you know, at this point in time, like, you know he's going to have at least five blunts over the course of that performance. And, like... Nobody's going to say jack shit. Who the fuck's going to say something? Nobody. It don't matter if it's in L.A. It don't matter if it's in fucking Ohio, for crying out loud. Hey, he's going to do what he's going to do. That's one of my favorite, uh, like, hiring a musician or whatever when Kansas did it for the, like, basketball, like, midnight whatever thing, and they hire Snoop Dogg, and he comes and brings Snoop Dogg and his full Snoop Dogg show, and they have issues. And it's like, well, you you hire you. Sorry, I had strippers and, and money guns and whatnot. You hired Snoop Dogg. I mean, well, well, hey, 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 oh, and, and I smoke about five hundred blunts a day. You <laughs> want me to just stop for this little three-hour period? Sorry, that's not going to happen, or else Snoop Dogg D O double G won't be able to do what he needs no. to do. So, hey man, I uh, I'm excited as hell for this uh, for the Super Bowl show because what it's it's Mary J Blige, uh, Shady. Uh, Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick. That, oh, Kendrick too. Yes, yeah, shit. Kendrick is gonna be sick, bro. I wonder what <laughs> he's gonna do. We need a new Kendrick album, is what we need. Yeah, Holy we shit. Have to be close. Speaking of the TDE boys, we need a fucking Kendrick album. Holy cow. What was the la- What was the last one that he did? Uh... It wasn't the fucking Black Panther soundtrack, was it? Like I don't. I know that wasn't like all him, but like he did a good handful of shit. Right. On there. Nah. I wasn't like I can't think of anything like outside of damn like what? Nah, it was bro. Uh, no shit. Yeah, it freaking was. Dude, we need a new and Kendrick then damn album. right before that. Yeah, he's we need a new Kendrick album. Yeah. Holy this is, shit! Like, this has got to be the precursor for it. Honestly. It has it to has be to right be. because bro, dude, like it's be. the first time I've seen Kendrick in a long time, and I was like, damn, my boy's starting to get old. I felt old seeing him. Like I always just like looked up to him, like, and he was like, he, he was one of the younger ones in the industry, and it was like, damn. <laughs> my yeah, boy's getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. We've been following him for a fucking decade. I bro. know, dude. If it's that. insane. It's like it's like all of the artists that we came up like like Wiz, bro. Wiz Wiz is the craziest one to me. Like I'll never forget just like fucking 2010, 2009. Fucking Wiz come, maybe even before that. Wiz just coming out like Teach You to Fly, um, like all those OG tracks and sitting down there playing Call of Duty Black Ops, blasting that shit. 
just living life, Mac too, and then just like growing up with these guys. And now, holy shit, like they're full ass dads and have families and also are like into whole other endorsement deals and everything that like we would have never even imagined those guys. I, I mean, imagine their life. Like, bro, just some fucking dudes. Like, that's why we respect the fuck out of Spitter and uh, uh, Wiz so much. Like, they live together in New Orleans, nothing. Like, they rap about it all the time. Like, they just, they didn't have jack shit. And like, we can resonate with that a lot. Like, fuck, he mm -hmm. talks about it. Like, scraping two nickels together, go down to the fucking, the Asian restaurant, the Golden Dragon or Palace Dragon or, or Dragon yeah. Palace, whatever the hell that place was called. Like, that's one of my favorite things. And one of my favorite spit of ad libs. I mean, that's just like, I mean, I can so resonate with that. And I mean, to see those guys, like they come from jack shit and now fucking, they got hundred fucking different old schools. They got the new schools. They got houses, mansions. They're flying all over the fucking place. It's just like, that's what you fucking, you do the shit for. Cause you see it's fucking attainable. And to see those guys do it, it's just fucking cool to see the journey. And now shit, they're getting old and we're getting old. What the fuck? Honestly, dude, currency's eye for cars too. I'm so uh, sick. just total sidebar off of that, but his his eye for cars, dude, is so sick. So sick, absolutely, dude. Like Whoa, I, just I, tweeted twenty seconds ago. That's weird. He did two eighteen. I think he might be uh, coming out with something here in a week or so. Two eighteen. Dot dot dot. I'm sure that you'll love what we've done, and it's just a picture of uh, yeah, da, 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 someone da, da, standing da, da, out the door da. with a hood. I don't know. Yeah, that that that. Oh, I can't fucking wait, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, let's go. I've been fucking banging the shit out of Pilot Talk, he, the most recent he, one. That's whew. he tweeted yesterday. Kanye must have like I don't know why, but Kanye like quote tweeted or not quote tweeted like used a tweet of his on his story, and so then I I randomly saw currency was like. People are keep talking to uh, Kanye posted my tweet on his Insta. Now my homies think I'm about to be on Donda too and shit. Like, please chill. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and in that, in that he says Cotton Nu Nuance drops two eighteen, so he does have something for sure coming up. Okay, well there you go, there you have it. All right, love it. Um, outside of that, not uh, not a whole lot of. Uh, other <laughs> I have to imagine you saw the uh, the old uh, Derek Lewis and uh, Tai Tuivasa press uh, press so, conference. So, funny shit yesterday. Oh yeah, all their shit going back and <laughs> forth. Yeah, you know, I, I guess we can talk about that. Oh fucking, I, I you know, it just even further solidifies why I love both these guys so much and why I don't want to see them in a cage together. Like I just, I, know, I don't, dude. I don't, bro. I like to hear Ty go like, oh, uh, some 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 media guy. If you guys didn't see it, uh, asked Ty, he goes. Hey, what what are your thoughts about the last time that uh, Derek came out and he knocked he knocked the guy out and uh, he pulled out his cup and threw it into the crowd and, and somebody uh, I guess did a shoey or was gonna do it out of it or or whatever and ended up selling it as an NFT or some shit and yada yada and he's like oh shit he can just throw me his cup after I uh, I'll, do, I'll do a cuppy after I knock him the fuck out and I'll just I'll just I'll just do one of those hey I'm, he goes he finishes he goes I'm keen let's go. Keen? <laughs> What does he say? He's like uh, uh, something about like uh, I'll do it out of his ball blocker. I'll do it out of his. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little one out of his ball guard there. Why? Why the not? Ball guard. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you no gotta be and then what Derek Willis said on the other side. Did you hear that one too? I didn't follow up with Derek. I didn't know we had to follow back to him. It, it's essentially it? just it, classic Derek Lewis, like because it was. I guess it was his birthday this week or something like that, yeah, which yeah, I didn't yeah. understand. Someone was like, "Oh, like is that weird? Like, did you get a chance to celebrate? Have a good meal?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I had a good meal." Like. Uh, my wife, I don't remember. He's like, basically just like, I, I, I had a good time with my wife is paraphrasing it along those lines. Gotta, gotta try a few new things out, this and that. And the dude's just like, congrats on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, shit. You know. I did see, a, I did see a, a one too. He was like, 
uh, guy asked me, he's like, so did you watch that last uh, Francis in, in Serial Fight? Like, what did you <clears> think <throat> of that? Whatever the case might be. And he was like, I'll be damned if I give fucking Francis a dime of my money right. to go toward his pay-per-view check. And I'll tell you what, I was trying to stream it a few times, but the stream kept getting cut <laughs> off. <laughs> Come on, Derek. You're a UFC fighter. You can't say that shit. Oh, I was fucking losing my shit. These two guys are absolutely like it. Just solidifies why I don't want to see them in it's the like, cage, dude. Gosh, what's a what's what's an outcome that satisfies us? Like even a three round banger where they barely touch each other. That's it. That's all I want to throw like maybe kicks. a couple good licks leg kicks. back and forth here sure. and there. Yeah, maybe nobody drops. And they don't get knocked out. Or yes, something. nobody drops. Yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't want anybody to go to I sleep, think that's it. dude. I don't. I, I just don't want either one of them to go to sleep because I love them both so much, and it's just like that's the that's the ultimate, bro. It's the knockout king versus Bam Bam, and Bam Bam, Bam Bam's coming up, bro. And I'm not gonna not say that he couldn't catch Derek, and I'm not gonna not say that Derek couldn't catch him, and I'm not gonna not say that we right. might see the first ever heavyweight double knockout in the history of MMA. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, I'm I'm going to be sitting like this, just fucking coming out of my shorts when it's fucking happened, dude. I. I don't know what the fuck, man. I don't want it. I don't want it whatsoever. But the uh, the rest of the card, I want all of that action, my man. It is absolutely gorgeous. I've been tuning into the uh, countdowns um, and all the embeddeds and shit, keeping up with all what's going on. And honestly, dude, those really help me with my capping at the end of the week. What you got there? Top of my timeline, dude, Mr. Blood Diamond. You Blood brought Diamond. to my attention yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Chris, uh, Christopher hey. Reeve. A uh, reminder that Blood Diamond is making as a his, uh, making history as a first Zimbabwean UFC fighter, dude. Oh, this man looks terrifying. Oh, he is, and you, yes, yes, that that's the perfect way. I, terrifying, folks, folks. If you don't tune in to prelims, number one, fuck you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but tune into you don't fucking tune into prelims, then fuck you. And but. If you typically are not a person who doesn't tune into the first one, two, three, ah, they're boring. Fuck that shit. Like I can't, dude. If I go to, if I ever get the blessed with the opportunity, which I will be blessed with the opportunity to go to a live UFC event, I'm gonna be there for every doggone single scrap for crying out loud. This is the one that you don't want to miss. This Blood Diamond character, he is a city kickboxing fella. That is where old Izzy trains out of. Wouldn't you know he's from Zimbabwe? Uh, Izzy's from Nigeria. Not the biggest connection, but still, and. Okay, now he's coming up. Izzy himself is saying that he's doing shit that he ain't ever seen before, and that's the style bender, my friend. So I say you should strap in. He's 3-0 and right now, so hey, whatever. But And Jeremiah Wells is a formidable foe, but boy, oh boy, I, I think old Blood Diamond. Anybody's, he comes from literally where Blood Diamonds are fucking come from, and his name is fucking Blood Diamond. Like, uh, hello? Probably don't bet against that. I don't know. I mean, call me crazy. I'm probably taking the plus 180 15 times. I mean, goodness sakes, like, all Friday. Uh, honestly, like, I, of course I'm not betting against that, man. Are you crazy? That man's going to haunt my nightmares if I if oh. I bet against that, man. Like, not even kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. That's going to be absolutely <laughs> bananas. Holy shit. Um... They, they, this is a big, uh, this is a big city kickboxing card too, my man. Uh, Jacob, Jacob Malkoon, that'll be a good one against AJ Dobson. Carlos Olberg against Fabio Charant. That uh, Olberg versus Charant is gonna be bananas. Um, <laughs> Carlos Olberg, if you haven't watched him fight, oh boy, you're in for a treat there. Hanato uh, Moicano and Alexander Hernandez, that's gonna be sick. Hernandez just bites down on the mouthpiece and swings. He don't give a damn. Um, William Knight, Maxim Grishin, dude. That was one that really jumped off of me. I like William Knight plus the 145 right now. I, 
Again, yeah. about 24 hours away from when I start writing my fucking UFC blog for sure. But I've got some leans and shit. And I was just like, I know Max and Grissom's good, but like, dude, this will be his 43rd professional fight. And I think this is kind of a gatekeeper fight for a William Knight. And like, you. So, well, let me ask you this from, uh, from someone who's become a huge fan, loves capping this, but definitely not on a high level uh, standpoint from my side of things. I've seen William fight, fight a handful of times. I've become a big fan of his and believer in his. I like that plus 140, but have no idea what the deal is with the other guy. What's the, what's the type of advice for a situation like this? Like, do I, whether it's me or some random person listening to this, do okay. I just dive deep into the other person to figure out what he's about before I go and hammer blindly the plus money on uh, on uh, on William Knight? I appreciate you putting me on the spot like that because I, I think that's, that's really something you should think about. Um, and, yeah, I think you should dive into a little bit of Maxim Grishin um, before. But one thing I always look at is, like, okay, he's 31-9-2. Like I said, this is going to be his 43rd professional UFC fight. I mean, this is – he's got – or 42nd. Yeah, this will be his 43rd. So, I'm, I mean, generally, unless your name's Ben Rothwell, those guys <laughs> – aren't winning the fights it's just it's just not happening and and i prefer i just called it a gatekeeper fight and and what mm. i mean by that is is there's these not the top 10 maybe not even the top 15 but you win this fight and okay now you are officially in contention your name is now in the ring where you can start getting those top 15 top 10 fights and if you win that fight now you are in contention for starting to make some serious moves in this division William Knight is at that spot right now, and this is that gatekeeper fight. And I've, I've, I mean, I've told you about this spot time and time again with guys yeah. who are pretty close to retirement, almost on the end of it. And I mean, Grisham is coming off of a loss. I'll probably write about this on Saturday for sure. But there's no reason whatsoever that um, Knight has to be a uh, underdog in this. I maybe if you're looking at it from a height and reach perspective, for sure. Um, <laughs> Grisham's got about. A six three compared to five ten. I was yeah. trying to I was trying to see the 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 reach. I'll write about all this because I think this is really going to be one of mine. But yeah, you want to look a little bit deeper before you dive into that. But this is one of the key spots that I really target. Much like um, spot last week. Uh, Budas or yeah, first uh, fight of U the night, right? Yeah, UFC debut and he's favored uh, minus three hundred favorite. Horse shit. Like, I don't care who you are. If you're the second coming of the Lord Almighty, you're not a 300 favorite as a UFC debut. Right. It just don't happen. But, eh, maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe. maybe. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I put you at minus 700. My fault. Uh, but I, I, I don't know, man. I I just I, I see those spots. Those are a couple key spots. And, that, and really, when it comes down to betting UFC, and if you see my – like, I went 4-2 and two last week, up 4.5 units – because that's how I, I play. And and it's a it's a long game with UFC. Like you might look at my record and you say, he's thirty-two and thirty-seven. What the fuck? Like are you but I'm up four units overall. And then across the whole board between my props, my my parlays and my main straight plays on the money line, I'm up eleven units all the way across the board. So right. It's a long game with UFC, so if we're not cashing every single one of them, hey, but, I mean, like last week, absolutely electric, beautiful, and that's what we're going for. Obviously, we want to cash every single damn one, but that's why I go for a lot of plus money polys because UFC really is hard at the end of the day. I can fucking dive into every website I want to. I can know everything about every fighter on the freaking card and on the roster that I want to and everything they've done for the last 10 years of their career, but he could come out five minutes before the fight and have a stomach bug and walking out his whole brain is just doing this right. shit and 
he gets knocked out in the first five seconds. Like, right. And he was a minus 300 favorite. Like, it, it can still happen. So it's difficult. You just, eh. That's why I like the plus money polys. I like to find those situations and kind of bank on situations like that actually happening. So, yeah, appreciate that question. Got me down a rabbit hole. Of course. Um, I love it. Yeah, outside I of mean, that, also, oh, go ahead. No, my girl, uh, one of the next oh. ones up here in the prelims, dude. Happy Warrior, Izzy. Yeah. Oh man, dude! If you didn't hear Izzy talking about her, uh, she's the best, man. Awesome things, dude. Which was yeah. like so true. It's like if you don't like her, you're bullshit. He say it literally, if yeah. you don't like her, fuck you. Yeah, honestly, dude. Like Roxanne, like I, we tweeted it. We tweeted it from the TTL yeah. page multiple times. Like Roxy, the Happy Warrior has been our favorite girl. Like yours for the longest time. Like I'm in the boat. I've been helping you row it down the stream. She's the best, man. It's going to be a scrapper with Casey O'Neill, I will tell you that. Casey O'Neill's been running through chicks left, right, and center, but what I will also tell you is that in her 46th professional fight, holy motherfuck, Roxanne Modafiri is not going to go out under three rounds. Now, it's going to be pretty stiff on the old odds there, about minus 170 for it to go the distance, but... I definitely think that happens. Um, I don't know. So that let I'm, me ask you this from ahead. my perspective yeah. over here. Because yeah. I, I agree. One final I time for the one time? I don't time? expect her to win, Smash but I Smash do expect it. her to go. So do I take Casey O'Neill by points minus 105? I feel, no. No. I think. Just go. I think. Well, actually, yes. I, I think you could potentially take Casey O'Neill by points. I think that has some good value to it. But I, I think one like time for the one time for the 46 out of 46, you do a money line sprinkle. I think you do a quarter sure. quarter unit or a half unit sprinkle because this is a one time. And who knows? Casey right. O'Neill's eight no big boy. And I'm telling you what, she ain't faced nobody that's got 46 scraps under her fucking stop, belt. Stop, and I'm stop. telling you, she might be plus 310, but it seems just a little bit overvalued to me. And hey, you know I'm a big fan of the old Happy Warrior and what she does and what she puts down. Not, not only from just the, the martial arts perspective, because she is a hell of a martial artist and a yeah. hell of in that mind frame, but also dig the DBZ, Dragon Ball Z for none of you uh, fans out there, and everything she fucking brings as a nuclear power plant to the stage when she's weighing in her fucking hair and shit drawn on her face. She's the fucking best, dude. I mean, she literally is. There's a reason why you've been seeing shit float around about her. There's a reason when fuckers retire from the UFC, nobody talks about them, and there's a reason why everybody's talking about her. She is... She's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter, and she's just been she just fucking bites down on the mouthpiece and just puts her fucking forehead down and says, "Let's go, bitch! I'm about this action, and I hope you are too, because we are going 15 minutes." And man, oh man, I'll lose I, my mind if she wins if this she fight, wins, dude. Oh, I'll lose if my she mind. wins, oh, if she wins, you're right. I can't. Ever. I have to do something. You're right. I'm 100 right. I have to sprinkle. What am I talking about? You here? have to. You have to do like just in case. Okay, just in case it plays out like how our last. 15 fights have played out. You ever lose by decision, whatever. Yeah, you take Casey O'Neill on the decision, minus 105. But this is the last time ever. You got to sprinkle that plus 310. To uh, another old dog, Um, I don't dare say this about this old dog, though, because he's a scary Russian man, and that's Andre Arlovsky. And those scary Russian fellas just, they don't, they don't, they, they just get, they're like a fine wine. They get stiffer with age, you know? And it, I just, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to bet against that. But Jared Vandera, he's been kind of coming up. He's a scuffling yeah. here lately. But man, oh man, this is, it's again, oh goodness gracious, Andre. Whew. I was, I was just going to ask favorite, favorite before diving too deep into it, obviously. Wow, this is the thickest I've seen Andre look in a while. He's at 245. He looks pretty fucking thick. Oh, boy. He's usually, he was always pretty much a slim heavyweight, and he, he's he got some love handles on him. I'll tell you okay. what. Goodness okay. gracious. Um, 
gosh, does he look thick? I'm interested to see what he looks like on the scale. Holy shit, he looks thick. Um, I'll have to tell you, I'll get back to you on that one, but I mean, in his 53rd professional appearance inside of an MMA, any type of MMA appearance, I mean, dude, yeah, I, whew, at some point in time, he's got to lose one of these here, I think, but I don't know. I mean, this is this is crazy. I mean, he's won back-to-back against Carlos Felipe and Sherman. Now, again, that Carlos Felipe is questionable at best because his ass just got booted for fucking PEDs, so fuck that guy. I mean, he's goof-ass, but either way, Arlovsky still beat his ass, so who knows? Maybe, maybe Arlovsky's worth a look. Maybe he's worth a look. I don't know. Uh, Bobby Green. Bobby Green, I think, is going to be worth a play here. He seems rejuvenated, ready to rock and roll against Nasrat Hakbersat. That's going to be a scrap and a half. But uh, Bobby Green, coming out of nowhere here recently, he kind of uh, he scuffled for a while, stayed around like the top 20 range uh, in the lightweight division. And then once kind of like now Connor and Dustin, like all this shit is kind of like phasing out. Like he's been able to make some fucking moves with some of these low-level guys. And now they're giving him some of these like, this is kind of a pedestal fight for him. We could see him getting a top 15, top 10 fight next okay. after this if he does win it. So I like it a lot. He actually okay. he actually stepped in on uh, two weeks' notice into this fight, too. And, I mean, he seems calm, cool, collected. He's having fun. He's having a blast. So I'm very okay. interested to see what happens in that one. Bobby Green, definitely worth a look. Then you got Cannoneer Brunson, dude. That'll be a fucking scrap and a half. I know Cannoneer is pissed after his loss to Bobby Knuckles. The fact that Cannoneer Brunson... Adesanya and Whitaker are all in the same fucking building at the same fucking time is insane. Like, you don't even understand, like, the implications that are from that Cannoneer fight and the Brunson fight going into the fucking Adesanya and Whitaker fight. Yeah. Like, they play off of each other so much. Like, there's so many implications as to what fucking happens. Cannoneer's pissed after getting knocked out by Bobby Knuckles. Point blank, period. Derek Brunson has all of a sudden found himself into what everybody thought was the back ass of his career, and now all of a sudden he's got his shiny little ass and his his traps floating and his, and his lats floating out all over Twitter. He's a b- b- blonde, blonde Brunson. Hey, hey, don't, do not fade Blonde Brunson. He may look like a crazy son of a bitch, but do not fade Blonde Brunson. He's all of a sudden back in action. Again, that's going to have a boatload of implications. I'm going to be very interested to dive into that one. You can miss me with the co-main, Derek Lewis and Taito Ivasa. Um, not really. That's, 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 that is a fight fan's fight, and I guarantee you there is not one UFC fan that you would look at in the eyes right now and they would say, oh, I'm so excited for Ty to knock Derek out. I'm so excited for Derek to knock Ty out. Like, nobody is excited for this right now. Like, this is everybody is going to be fucking pins and needles, just like, please don't go see. Oh, please. Oh, gosh, that was, oh, that was really big. Please. Oh, come on. Circle, circle, circle. Like, uh, everybody's going to be and losing then- their shit this whole time time man nobody wants to see either guy go out nobody. and then we'll enjoy whatever the we'll enjoy the post celebration for whoever gets to celebrate correct either we got a big black beast or we got a nice <sighs> shoey i don't know maybe i can oh, no because i can't even do a shoey if if because i would do a shoe because the last time ty i texted you i was like bro i'll do a shoey if ty <laughs> knocks him out he knocked him out i said fuck it i'm doing a shoey I don't feel right doing it. It's like dancing on Derek lewis's grave and that's not a man that i would care to do that to but also at the same time like I don't want to talk like that because I think he could very well bury Ty as well. So it's just like I don't. I. I. It. It. It, I have it this, hurts me as a fan. I have this fantasy land image in my head that I've cooked up that uh, is. I don't think it's possible, but they're just. They're just like like hugging together and they both do their own celebrations at the same time and everyone's happy. But that's just yeah. not. Yeah, it's that's not probably not what's going to happen at all. No, no, no but but I, I like where your head's at for sure, my man. And then you wrap it up, Adesanya and Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. Um, that's going to be electric, man. Uh, Bobby Knuckles, uh, much like I just said about Brunson, 
what everybody thought was kind of going to be the back end of his career, and now all of a sudden he's found rejuvenation. He said, oh, no, no, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just a little one-and-done title shot. There's a reason Izzy called him out. Izzy saw him and what he's done and how he's improved, and he knew he would improve very, very well. And not a lot of people knew this, but or know this, unless you're a very, very staunch fan, but the reason Izzy called him out is because he wants that challenge. That's the sick fuck that Izzy is. He wants to push himself to the damn outer limits, and... In a, some sick, weird, twisted reality, he's hoping that this goes 25 minutes. He's hoping that he doesn't put fucking Whitaker out so he can just absolutely put on a master class and piece his ass apart and just show everybody like, yeah, he improved. This was a 25-minute war, but now you know who the real champ is. 25 minutes. It's the same thing. He's going to look right at Bobby again. and I'm the real champ, bitch. And they could probably hug it out, but then that'll be it. But I... Yeah. I truly no, believe. I, I, truly I like believe what you're talking. Yeah, I mean, because he's minus two sixty five on the on the money line. But if you are listening to Colton, you think you know kind of how it's going to end. It's plus money across the board, uh, like method of victory for, for I don't, Izzy. I don't think either at the same time that Bobby puts himself into that same position. He he got a little bit carried away last time. He he got wrapped up in the fanfare and the bullshit and all that, and he wanted. Izzy's head I mean he wanted it so he put himself in a lot of dangerous spots and when you put yourself flat out there you go in fucking just swinging and banging with somebody like Izzy who stands so tall and isn't afraid to 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 see shots coming at him that's the thing that's why people get knocked the fuck out they start to just fucking turn and move and fucking Izzy stands so tall and he watches every shot coming at him it's like they come at him in slow motion and when you're doing that you're throwing big shots and he's just sitting there with his hands down he can literally target acquired on your fucking chin and just bloop and that's all he needs to throw. It's just a, and that's it. And you'll go to fucking sleep. He talks about it all the time. Everybody has power. You don't need power. If you're accurate, you will go the fuck to sleep. It's not, it's not hard. You don't have to throw your entire. That's why I just I watch some of these. You know, they circle around the internet and the guys just fucking swinging all like a fucking goon rod. It's just like, dude, like, right. It, but it, uh, back to actual real fighting. No. <laughs> fuck. It's just it. It is. He's just on an entirely different level, man. And I cannot well. wait to see what'll happen. But. So let me ask you this now, looking at these odds here, what do you even put as Whitaker's chances to win this fight, period? None. <laughs> slim, slim? slim and none. So slim and none, I two chances. Because <laughs> you could put the same unit on, on FanDuel if you got by points, Izzy, plus 170, by KO, TKO, plus 190. You put the same unit on both of those, and as long as he doesn't sub him or lose, which I don't think he's ever subbed anybody in his in his career, yeah, doesn't that seem too said. damn easy? See what you just said. See what you just said. Yeah, yeah, and just, oh, just some reason, the only thing he's been working on is is, is just is his right. kicking game and shit. I'm telling you, bro, Izzy is going to come out of nowhere. Watch this fucking motherfucker hit the canvas because that's what Bobby thinks he can do. Because Bobby's been training at the, uh, at the Gracie gym. And watch, watch, I'm telling you. You'll see a whole nother evolved level of Izzy on the ground because that's how guys think they can beat him now. I mean, 100% after the Jan fight. Well, I'm sorry, Jan was 70 pounds heavier than his ass for crying out loud. That's one reason. But at the same time, Izzy was less beat up than he was in the Kelvin Gastelum fight after he got done with Mm -hmm. legendary Polish power. So Izzy's a different motherfucker, man. But again, back to the... I think Robert is as well. I think he's definitely an evolved fighter, after, especially after what we saw against Cannoneer. Like, Cannoneer was not ready for that at all. He thought he was seeing the classic Robert, and wow, did he get caught. And, right. yeah, he's, he's going to be evolved. I don't think he's going to go to sleep by any means. He's not going to put himself in those harmful situations. He's going to try and out-tactic 
one of the most tactical fighters in the UFC, and I just don't think that's going to be the best game plan for him. He's going to try and get him to the canvas, too, and that's just... Izzy's going to have a plan for it, man. Izzy looks thick. Izzy looks thick for, for welterweight or, or uh, middleweight right now, and I I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So get me down a rabbit hole, dude. There you go. You know how much I love fucking UFC. Yeah, just, hey, man, anybody needs somebody to talk UFC, I'll go for fucking hours. I don't hear anybody talking no, about UFC like that. 100%. Because I've been telling you just a little bit the last few weeks, but the last few fight nights, like, I still don't, like, if I have no idea who the fighters are, like, I, I, I like to watch more so just to learn more about these guys mm-hmm. on my own. And now mm-hmm. we've got a card where I, hell, almost the entire thing is stacked, stacked. man. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting my juices are flowing, dude. Oh, yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a good blog for sure. No, uh, only one Brazilian. We got Douglas de Silva de Andrade or Douglas Silva de Andrade, whatever the hell it is, um, one Brazilian. So we won't have any DBAB parley. It's, it's been kind of a bummer. Start to the uh, start to the year here, not too many Brazilians gracing us with their presence. I've been pretty pissed off about that. I don't know what the deal's going on. Looks like Moicano. Moicano. Oh, Hanato awesome. Moicano. That's right. That's right. I like Hanato a lot. Uh, him against Alexander Hernandez. Yeah, that's gonna be a good fight. That's gonna be a really good fight. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to look into something. Well, too late. Yeah. If if anybody out there, y'all fucking, if you're new to me or whatever, you hear me say, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians, you see that in my bio, like hashtag don't bet against Brazilians. I just have a very, very strong tie to to Brazilian, like not anymore. Obviously, I'm not involved in Brazilian community in any capacity whatsoever. But like I just, I I used to be, when I trained um, and did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was very, very tight with a lot of Brazilian guys. And I just, I love them i love their culture i love who they are like like just oh man if i could go to one place brazil for sure like like rio man and and just to experience them and and their culture and the food and and everything that they're about i just and they're just some fucking warriors man they just they don't give a fuck they're just warriors and they're just some of the most quick story they're just some of the most kind-hearted people on the planet i i was rolling with um his name was bruno vis uh, and, and, you know, the vase, it's R E I S, right? So that's how they say right. the, the R's or their V's or, but that's how, right, that's right. how it actually is in, in, uh, Portuguese. So Bruno Vis was his name, Bruno. And boy was a heavyweight, every bit of a heavyweight. And, uh, I mean, probably 260, 270, maybe 280 walking. He p- probably cut 40 pounds to, to be able to make weight, which is fucking insane. But, right. um, I was rolling with him, and at this point in time, I I was still amateur. I I was just starting to rank up in BJJ, and, and I was just starting to really get my feet wet and like learn the sweet sciences of it. And um, so I at this point in time, I was fighting at 125, and I was I was cutting from probably about 135. Like I wasn't cutting shit. Like I just barely had to change my diet, and like I I lost the weight. Like it was nothing. Right. I didn't have to hurt myself at all. And so I'm tiny as shit compared to him. And the most beautiful part, why I always say somebody needs to get involved in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or check it out, and and why I love the Brazilian people so much. He could barely speak any fucking English, and I was so small, and I was still, I was going after this submission on him, and he could tell what I was trying to do, because he was just so advanced, he knew what the fuck he he was doing, he could tell what I was trying to do. So he goes, stop, stop, he could barely speak any English, freak me the fuck out, because he's that big, deep, bellowing voice, stop, Uh stop, what's up? And he's like, hand here, hand here. And he like rips my arm off and like sticks it on his arm. He goes, now pull, pull. I said, what? He's pull. And I just pull back this whole big 280 pounds of him just flips right over. And I go right on top. He goes, not about strength, about leverage. Now one more time. Flips me back, like literally holds me, flips me back over, puts me back in the same spot. He goes, hand here, pull. Fucking pull, flips him back over. He goes, see, very easy, very easy. Now back to it. 
what the hell so i just i've always had such a special connection with these people i've just always connected with them um there was another one uh andre salas andre salas is one of the coolest ones he showed me some of the craziest submissions i've ever seen on this planet fucking uh one with his he worked his legs up up your body he had you in in uh in full guard worked his worked his legs up your body until they were right about around your lats and he would just completely release back and I don't know what the hell it did to move your body, but it felt like somebody just took a vacuum and went <gasps> and took everything out of your body. It was the craziest submission huh. I've ever seen in my life. Andre Salas, love that dude. Give me down an old uh, old nostalgia rabbit hole here with my, my Brazilian boys. I fucking love it, man. So, I, geez, I got story for days I could tell about uh, old fight camps and shit. So maybe we get down a rabbit hole on one of those sometimes. So. Hey, 100%. 32 minutes after the top of the hour. I thought we were going to cut this one short, but we certainly didn't. A um, couple of key updates here. Um, tomorrow, we were talking about over the weekend what the hell we were going to do for Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. We're just going to make tomorrow the Super Bowl special. So we might have some people on. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I don't know if we can get anybody that, that late or, or what we're doing. But um, we're just going to go the, the entire show. We're just going to straight Super Bowl. So we'll go sides, uh, spread, money line, total. Uh, we'll dive into literally every single prop market. Like we will, we'll do everything. I mean, I've already found some plus money polys that I like to hammer in. Don't buy into the dog on 34-31 Bengals uh, Rams shit. I know I was on it yesterday, but somebody changed the fucking. I've, I've been looking into I saw it. it. Somebody morning, changed the whole thing. I've been typo looking into it. Or, yeah. It's, uh, what do you call it? What am I blanking on? It was uh, like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Why are we blanking on the word? What the I don't hell? edit, edit, Photoshop, edit, Photoshop, yeah. Photoshop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Either way, yeah. So don't don't do that. It's very funny that it was the lowest odds on the entire fucking books anywhere you could find. So be cool on that. But we'll to cut in. I saw another book or someone tweeted out like BetMGM had to lower their odds too because it was a uh, crazy high volume of bets too. And then the same person who tweeted about it was like, it it's a typo. Please, please, please relax. Goodness gracious, all Friday. All right, so there you go. There you have now that. So, yeah, I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. So, we'll, we'll dive through everything. Uh, we'll give our score predictions. Maybe I'm still hot with the Bengals uh, score predictions. You know, I I just pulled the biggest bonehead move of my life uh, and didn't lay a, a, a huge $100 smacker on the uh, last one, 27-24, that I predicted correctly. So, maybe we just shoot for, shoot for broke here in the big one because your boy was hot last year. Your boy cashed a lot of shit. I forgot that... I even narrowed it down for the fucking Gatorade dump, bro. You remember how I was like, man, both teams are red. Everybody's going to think it's red. Fuck this shit. I'm going blue. It was a blue fucking dump. And now this year we got blue and we got orange. Ooh, oh my goodness. Now red just finds itself down at the bottom of the pack when everybody's favorite Gatorade, obviously when they're playing, is a nice red one. But also I love some Glacier Freeze, but they're not going to go Glacier Freeze back-to-back fucking years. So red is the obvious decision at plus 450. It's going to be a red Gatorade bath. I, I... You want more analysis than that? I ain't got it for you. It's pretty fucking simple, baby. It's pretty, Show up tomorrow. pretty easy. We'll Show the fuck up and we'll tell you. So. Show up tomorrow. It'll be our entire Super Bowl special. And then we won't uh, we won't do Friday picks or anything like that. We'll just literally all Super Bowl. We'll still put out picks and shit. Uh, so make sure you follow us in, in uh, all of our tracking apps and stuff like that. So outside of that, you can catch me on the Midday Market Report, uh, courtesy of Jeff Dawson and East Coast Sports Investors here at 1 p.m. Central very shortly. Uh, no college basketball blog due to that this afternoon, so we'll talk all about it. I only got the two plays, so I'm sure we will have plenty of time to get through every damn play on the board here today. 
Uh, so we'll go through that, tune into that, and then outside that, TTL-wise, nothing uh, major late-breaking. Speaking of Jeff Dawson, tune in to uh, yesterday's episode of the Wise Words Pod. Uh, final episode of Season 2, Season 2, Episode 10, first Volume 2 we got to do. Uh, Jeff helped us get out of a pinch. We, uh, we, we were thinking about everybody we could, and we couldn't get a whole, day, a whole bunch of people with Super Bowl and everything going on. So appreciate you, Jeff, pulling us out of a pinch and uh, having an absolutely electric Volume 2 episode, and uh, it was an absolute blast. So be sure you check that out. No show next week. Uh, no wise words. Uh, we will follow it up the very next week with the start of season three. I can't believe I'm already saying that. Season three, no episode kidding. one. Uh, our guest is out at the Super Bowl right now. Uh, why we didn't have him this week. Um, not anybody we've already had before, so don't get to guessing anybody that you think it might be. Uh, somebody totally new, but uh, can't wait to talk with him as well. So that'll be uh, two weeks from now. Outside of that, uh, partner, anything else I uh, left out, didn't debate about, didn't deliberate, anything in between? Uh, as far as some of these trades, some more minor trades, and that is about it, partner. Raptors trading Goran Dragic, uh, protected 2022 first to the Spurs for Thad Young, Drew Eubanks, and a 2022 second, um, which is actually a uh, sort of significant as far as that young uh spurs were thinking about buying him out which would have been a fantastic candidate for the bulls to scoop up to bring that young back uh, for a nice bench piece not gonna be the case so i actually think the bulls might uh try and find that big man off the bench my friend uh we shall see over the next few hours and then the only other one celtics are trading pj dozer and bowl bowl everyone's favorite bowl bowl a future second and cash to the orlando magic for a future second round pick uh, Dozier and Bull Bull are both out for the season, but uh, it's a nice little uh, cap saver for the old Boston Celtics, it appears. Show sure enough. Well, hey, appreciate the late breaking news coming out of the NBA and free agency, wrapping up here today. Appreciate you on the opposite side of the screen, as always, partner. Let's wrap it up. Last segment of the day here, my friends, for the final time. My motivation minutes. Now, partner, you get a little kick out of this one. Okay. We got a quote today. And we got a quote coming from the legendary producer, James Cameron. Ooh. A little, little uh, favorite of yours, I know. So uh, I just happened to be thumbing through uh, thumbing through some pages on the old Insta Slam, and I stumbled upon this uh, quote. And I said, well, pff, goodness gracious, this is what we do all the time. Let's, uh, let's talk about it, because we be about it, and uh, give some perspective on it. So the James Cameron quote of the day, if you set your goals ridiculously high and it's a failure, you will fail above everyone else's success. If you set your goals ridiculously high and it's a failure, you will fail above everyone else's success. And, you know, all that screams to me is just dare to be different. Dare to go chase your dreams and your goals and your passions. And, and, and in a way, I kind of disagree. I, I, I totally agree with what he's saying, but, like, I don't think anything's a failure. And I think as long, like, I think that's kind of what he's almost saying here is, like, Yo, even if you stumble and fucking fall, like, if you shoot for the stars, you're bound and determined to at least get into fucking space, like, for lack of a better term. Just keep going for it, keep running, keep moving, keep grooving, because eh, that's all we have at the end of the day. And I I absolutely love the quote. I, I... I just can't believe I stumbled upon it just randomly. Like, I'd never heard that quote. I hadn't ever seen it in, in any capacity whatsoever. And it just so speaks volumes to what, what we're on and, and what we do every day, Mags. And, you know, I if, if you find yourself as a person, because myself, uh, most importantly, am a person who goes 150%. Like, I, I just... 
I, I just can't take things 100%. Like, I've tried. I've tried to just, like, okay, let's ease into this. Let's go 60, 70. I just can't fucking do it. I I just can't. And if if you have that mindset, if you have that drive, and you're frustrated with your day-to-day and the monotony and the bullshit and fucking, oh, my gosh, the fucking digits and the fucking boss and what the fucking, this doesn't make sense. Stop holding me back. And stop being held back and just go after it, man. Because I'm telling you, if you have that drive and you have that mindset, I promise you what James Cameron's talking about here is that 150% mindset. Is that set your sights so damn high that nobody will even believe it. Like, you, everybody's looking at you like you are just a delusional fuck. But you really know that, like, that's that's the real deal, Holyfield. Like, it is totally possible to get there. And even if you stumble along the way, you're still so far leaps and bounds above everybody else who doesn't even have the coyones to even take the first step on the path. So... To me, that's, that's that's the perspective James is trying to give here, and, and there's so many different perspectives you can take from this, but I guess just short and sweet, dare to be different, dare, dare to take some risks, dare to take huge risks, dare to stand on the edge of the canyon looking out over a wide saying, that's a far fucking drop, but being willing to spread those wings and see if you can fly. I'm sure uh, that I can promise you, you probably get about three quarters of the way down before those damn things start working, and you actually start feeling a little bit safe, but... It's so much fun to uh, feel that adrenaline on the fall down. I'm sure my my partner can uh, attest with that too. So that's all the perspective I got. I'll close it out for you one more time with the quote. If you set your goals ridiculously high and it's a failure, you will fail above everyone else's success. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I absolutely love it, my man. I'm Now I'm just curious, like, what were... His specifically like big wildest dreams because I I mean probably he's got, Avatar probably, probably Avatar was one of them so. motherfuckers I would like I think, think so. of how crazy that was for the time and like the CGI and like the shit that came, like there no movies were doing that back then like I bet you people are looking at it like that is not possible like people won't buy into that bullshit like Dude, especially have, in the staunch movie community yeah half his list of movies is some just massive massive productions dude so mm-hmm. i wonder if he's mm-hmm. got like oh i wanted to do every single year one like this or something like that and it's like oh maybe not every single year there jimmy but uh you know every couple of years you're gonna have the movie of the damn year and it's gonna be a money maker so i'm fucking rubbing off on you crack me ass <laughs> <laughs> you fuck crack me up i love it though dude it's, it's always great to see guys like that like like the guys who have made it they they have that same mindset like yo i I didn't have dick at the beginning of this. I mean, we talked about it with the rappers. You can look at you can look at any from any perspective in any industry you want. I mean, those those motherfuckers are real life human beings, and they put their legs in their pants the same way we do in the morning, and and that's why we resonate with so many of them. And, and that's all they want at the end of the day is somebody who can be real and and talk with them at the same level, you know. And so hey, it's great to see that. It's great to know those things are out there. There you go. Officially, my motivation minutes of the day. All right, that's all I got. Anything else come across your desk before we get on out of here, my friend? Hey, dude, good news. Uh, good news. Tongue-in-cheek good news. Uh, not actually. Rob Manfred is uh, optimistic that we'll get started on time, if in oh, case that's... you were wondering, holding their breath for his uh, fucking opinion. Yeah, that's uh, some optimism I can sure buy into. Yeehaw. Woohoo. Double thumbs up for you. Thanks, Bobby. We appreciate you, you man dumbass. Like, what are we... What are we... I don't know, man. I don't know. I just want baseball. I just want baseball. I don't want. I don't want to miss base. I don't want to miss baseball. I got books to bankrupt and I got brats to eat. That's the. It's two day and beers to drink and, and and Kentucky bluegrass to smell. That's that's a couple of things. Couple of things I need checked off within the next couple Our months here. And uh, yeah, hey, that do yeah, but hey, hey, crack Cracker Jack, Cracker Jack, pal. I'm all I'm all about it. You know what? And if I gotta go beat down Bobby's door, I'll beat down Bobby's door because I ain't I ain't trying to miss the OMLB season. Okay. Okay. All right, outside of that, (laughs) anything else? Seems like we are good to rock and roll. 
I will get us on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide, for myself and Mags, we thank you from the bottom of our heart for choosing to stop by episode number 221 of the TTL pod and for every episode that you decide to stop by for that matter. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys' likes, your shares, your views, your subscriptions, your retweets, your comments, everything in between. We just uh, we just hope to share a little bit of good vibes and energy and positivity and, and give you a brief mental vacation for for the times that you stop by here and and in a, in a world that it is so hard to find. So I hope that you guys get that when you come here and for you to stop by and share your time and your energy with us is more than we can ever ask so thank you all so much we appreciate the hell out of you enough sappiness from me we hope you have a spectacular rest of your thursday unless you have any other plans make sure you get today's best bets of the day hammered in so you can say with me and my partner right at the end of every single show let's cash some tickets